0: the man who was healed, and he had four unknown people help him, unlikely heroes. I want to talk about someone today who's an unlikely hero, and who's still alive today. They're a little bit older than me, um, and uh, I think there's a message there for all of us. I don't mind where you've come from, what you've driven here in, how many A-levels you haven't got, or how many O-levels you haven't got, or how many degrees you haven't got, or how many you have got. Uh, I think in, the, in this person's life you have a supreme example of somebody who God has turned into a, a hero. Um, They were actually uh, born in 1944 and in Croydon. Now, I purposely put this up because when you... I've got friends, I had one in my team in Ipswich, when people talk about Croydon, it's like how people have talked to us about Peterborough. People think that Mary and I were mental, mad that is, to move to Peterborough. We actually enjoy it and we think it's a great place. And people think Croydon's a great place. But in case you think, because you were born here, I'm a useless person, listen very carefully. That's Croydon. Doesn't look too glamorous, does it? And probably, maybe Peter Barr would outshine it. This person, when they were six years of age, went to something like this. They went to Sunday school. And they enjoyed themselves. And when they were six, they decided, like lots of children, they wanted to do something for God. They wanted to be a missionary. And they had the idea of someone going overseas to another country to tell people about Jesus. But they grew up. And although their faith grew, particularly when they were a teenager, they went to the Royal College of Music. So they must be pretty cool. They must have a brain. They must be good, and they specialised in playing the oboe. And they left the Royal Music, uh, the Royal College of Music, with a, a great qualification. Terrific. But after that one night, the person I'm talking about is a lady called Jackie Pullinger. Jackie was asleep, and she had a dream. And part of the dream was a poster, a refugee poster. And on it, a lady had outstretched arms and said, what can you give us? And when Jackie woke up, she remembered that many years ago, she said she wanted to be a missionary. So Jackie Pullinger isn't someone to sit on her backside, sorry, bottom, (laughs) a do out. She actually did something about it. She wrote to every missionary society in our country. She wrote to the government of Hong Kong because in her dream, the lady was from Hong Kong. Jackie at that point thought that Hong Kong was in Africa, but don't worry about that. We'll get there, okay? And she wrote. And of course, all the people from the missionary society said, yeah, we want someone who's keen. We want someone who'll go and tell people about Jesus. Do you know, every one of them said, no way, Jose. In other words, no, we don't want you. Right? Now she was thinking God was telling her this. So every mission organisation she wrote to said, no way. She wrote to the government of Hong Kong and said, I can come and teach music and English and I'll do it for nothing. They wrote back and said, no, thank you. So she tried hard and she kept praying about this, and people kept talking to her about it. And one day, she met a vicar. And this vicar was the vicar of Shoreditch in London. And he said, I think, as it's on your mind, you should just go. All the money you've got, buy the cheapest ticket you can get on a boat and aim towards Hong Kong and just go. And as you go to every port, as it pulls up, pray if God wants you to get off. And when you get to Hong Kong, if you haven't got off, that's where he wants you to get off. Because she was a little bit concerned. She thought God wanted to go to Hong Kong, but she wasn't sure. Well, she got to Hong Kong, (laughs) and she got off the boat there, and she went up to the customs and said, here I am, presented a passport, and they said, we're not letting you in. Oh, They asked how much money she got because they were interested in that. She said, I've got £10. You haven't got enough money. And and they said, that would only last you three days in Hong Kong. So what would she do? She bought a one-way ticket. Then she thought, hang on a minute, my mum has a godson who's in the Hong Kong police. So she just said to the customs official... I've got, my mother's got a godson who's a policeman, and this is his name. The moment she said that, they said, oh, welcome, come in. And in she went. And they thought she wouldn't be living there very long because she'd only got £10. That £10, incidentally, if you read up about this, lasted her three months. And this is what she said. That's a picture of when she was younger. I think that's, she's a bit older on there than 22 because when she went to Hong Kong, she was only 22. She said, it seems insane giving up everything you have to go to one of the most dangerous places in the world that show Jesus' love to. But also she'd said this in her life, Jesus is everything. That's what we've been saying, haven't we, this week. If it weren't for him, I'd have no goodness at all. Remember the tunnel? You know, Isn't that true? And she was so in love with Jesus, she was prepared to do that and go. And she thought that God actually was calling, and you can't see those words very well, to an area of Hong Kong that there used to be fights over, disagreements for many years. It's called the Walled City, and it doesn't exist anymore. And literally, it's just one building on top of another, all higgledy-piggledy. It was on about six acres of ground, and 100,000 people lived there. That's an aerial side of it. Today, that's been squashed. And you'll see, I'll show you a picture later. The trouble was, it's a very dangerous place. It was so dangerous, it was ruled by gangs that had this symbol. That's one of the symbols called uh, triad gangs. And they did horrible stuff in there. And you didn't want to live in there. But people had to because they were so poor. And if you look in through it, into it, this is the sort of area you've got. The water that went in wasn't there legally. The electric light that went in wasn't there legally. Now, I can say this. I've been there. I've stood in a corridor like that. I met Jackie Pullinger several years ago, and she arranged, the last thing I did, uh, my friend Nick Mercer and myself, the last thing we did, she arranged for a guy who had had his life turned around called Edward. He'd become a Christian. He'd had a horrible life. Decided to follow Jesus He gave us a tour and we walked into an alleyway like this. You could only walk one behind each other. And people lived behind those windows. That was their living room where they lived. But as we went in that day, I got a bit of a shock. I thought, that's a nice big cat. It wasn't a cat. It was a rat. Because as I walked by, I saw the tail disappear you know, into the darkness, a massive big rat. And I thought, here I am, and the walled city was a bit better then. Here I am, 25 years previously, a young blonde woman of age 22, in my language, had the guts, because God had told her to go, to go into there all by herself, into those horrible, smelly, Areas. When I came out of that walled city, I had to go to the airport with my luggage, and one of the first things I did was was dive into the men's, not literally, but you know, and I took my clothes off, well, not every bit, but you know, and I put clean clothes on because I've got to fly back home. And I didn't want to smell like a rubbish tip because I was smelling like a rubbish tip. And one day, Jackie, when she was working in the walled city, She said this, I went up to a man and said, Jesus loves you, but I realised that it didn't mean anything unless I did it. Do you know, it's easy to say we love people because we love Jesus. The hardest thing is to do something about it, isn't it? And she was challenged. So what she did was she got a job to actually work in the walled city every day. Imagine what she smelled like when she got home. And she taught people English. Then she saw that young people were getting into all sorts of naughty, dodgy stuff. So she opened a youth club with people like that at the bottom. Again, Percy, I've gone into what was known as the white room where these people used to come. And gradually she got to know people. And these two people here, the one in the middle, as an ex-gang leader, she gradually saw people like Winston, he was one of the first. Turn his life around. He used to lead a gang and do horrible things to people. Uh, And he turned his life around because he started to follow Jesus and he's still following Jesus today. And the work outgrew the walled city and eventually the government of Hong Kong gave a land to form camps where they actually housed people. In 2006, they had 200 people in different homes. You know about Ed Walker here, similar sort of thing. But they're housing people who, who, who had problems and issues and needed to be away from all their troubles. And they did this all in the name of Jesus. And you can see here, pictures taken at different ages with, with Jackie, that the people suddenly had been sad, living a horrible life, now were smiling. And she said this one day, and she said lots of things that would upset people. Personally, I agree with her. Not every statement she's made... But she said, people say to me, what about the rich? They need Jesus too. And she doesn't disagree. She says, well, that's fine if you're called to them, which she wasn't, but we're called to the poor. The rich can look after themselves. Whoa! But you see, it's harder sometimes to go to horrible places where poor people live, because that's what happens with poor people. She went there because actually she felt God wanted her to go. Today, the walled city doesn't exist. It's a park. That's one picture you get an idea of how lovely it is. And you'll find there, you won't be able to read that very well, that the Hong Kong government have even put a special area with a rock with this wording, talking about the work of Jackie Pullinger. In 1988, our Queen gave her the MBE because of the work she has done. And Jackie Pullinger is still there today. If you work it out, she's 74. She doesn't believe when you get to 65 Christians, you retire. She actually believes God still wants to use you. I understand the baby's been called Caleb. That's great. Caleb is one of my heroes. He was still doing things at 85. So if you're 84, there's no excuses. You could pack up when you get to 86, but you know, you've got to, you've got to keep doing it till 85. So if there's anyone here in our church who says, as everyone, all the young people can do it now, whoa, whoa, that's not in God's rule book. That's not in God's rule book. And thankfully, that's not in Jackie Pullinger's because actually there have been hundreds of people who are actually turned their lives around because one young, blonde woman from some would say a crummy area of our country, not with lots of money, not with a big fund behind her, just with £10, believed God wanted her to go and she went and she's become a hero. I was asked to do this talk on this verse And that's why I've gone to her. And it says, Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us. That's in Ephesians 3, verse 20. I went to the message. uh, Our pastor David used this last week, and I think it's a great translation. I think it helps us understand this more. You just read these words. God can do anything. Whoa. You know, far more than you ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. He does it not by pushing us around, that's interesting, isn't it? But by working within us, superheroes, God's power in us. His spirit deeply and gently within us. Isn't that incredible? And what that means, and if you want to find out more about Jackie, there's some books there that she's written. It means that in God's hands, we all have the potential of being a superhero. Isn't that good news? So whether you're two years age and think you're a load of rubbish, and if you're 99 and sit here and think you're a load of rubbish, that verse tells us that God thinks you're pretty special. Whatever you've done, whatever screw-ups, whatever mistakes, whatever failures, there's not one perfect person in this church today who can come up here. But it needs somebody to trust, actually trust God Uh, And then you can become a superhero. I am with this. And I think this is very challenging. And I, I, I felt this is really for all of us, particularly those of us who say you follow Jesus. God wants us to have soft hearts and hard feet. The trouble with so many of us is that we have hard hearts and soft feet. Whoa! That's a bit tough, isn't it? But I think sometimes it can be true. Thank goodness she had a soft heart. Hong Kong is a better place because of Jackie Pullinger. Thank you very much.